0: you know so good morning kim good evening skylar so this podcast is like the only excuse the only constant excuse i have to use my pen my pens (laughs) and that's a problem because we haven't recorded in three weeks Mm -hmm. um and the thing with that is using them so well i pulled out my pen to sign a paper the other day and i got ink on my fingers i got black pilot black ink on my fingers um, oh, no. Which is fine because it like washes it comes off eventually, not quickly but eventually, um, and and then I like so today before the show like I got out the pen I got out my rag and I brushed it off a little bit and it's like I might just be going crazy but I feel like a little bit of ink has probably like leaked out of the pen and onto the grip section which is why I keep getting ink on my fingers. Um,
1: um, possible.
0: So anyway. Um, I enjoy using this pen, but I don't have enough excuses, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I can't say I relate, because I use my pens all the day, uh, all the time, every day. Uh, But definitely, if I were in your position, because yeah, we talked about how you're not taking, and it doesn't make sense for you to take notes with a fountain pen. Well, I guess we need to be recording more regularly.
0: I mean, yeah, that that would work too. Or I just need to do more podcasts. Um, or
1: you could start like I don't know journaling. I mean, How about yeah. that for this? How I mean, if I started writing more, idea.
0: if I actually just started writing more, because every once in a while I do write with with pen and paper when I have when I have writer's block. It's a way mm-hmm. to get the words going, but, but yeah. Um, and also, I've been spending a little bit more money on keyboard stuff, which is sort of the exact opposite oh, of course. because the more keyboard stuff because I, I don't know keyboard stuff is fun um yeah i yeah
1: i i i am very glad that i managed to stay away from that hobby because it's definitely like you know it's a it has a potential to be very interesting to me and attract and like you know something that i could re- really go deep into this is the thing. myself
0: both of us are dragons we have a tendency to collect stuff Right, that's the point.
1: Yes, exactly. But there is only so much resources I have, and uh, my main hoard is books. And sp- talking about books, just today I've been to a bookshop, to my favorite bookshop, and I walked out with five new col- items for my collection.
0: is it you? I'm so happy. You had a bet with someone that you wouldn't buy any new books in October, right?
1: Yes, and I won it. You did I, I still don't know what I'm getting. I didn't buy a single book in October. But uh, yes, I mean, I compensated then, for all of it today. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then how
0: many books have you bought so far in the month of November? Five. all today.
1: Yes, all today. So I've been good, I've been behaving. I, I, I mean I will I will probably show some restraint in December and uh, yeah, because my one of my kind of like semi goals is to, and the year with fewer books on my backlog than i've started it with i've started the right. book the the year with like 98 books in my backlog then it went up and it's been going down and now it went up today again so i need to I guess read quicker. <laughs> yeah, I
0: also need to read quicker because the last book I read—not yeah, the I, one I'm, I'm currently reading, joking. but the last one I finished—it took me over a month to finish, and it wasn't even mm-hmm. that big of a book. So I've been reading very slowly. Yeah.
1: Um, now there is one book I, th- I think, like the one of the one the one one of those that I got today. It will definitely cut the um, waiting line, so to say, and I will read it next. It's the nonfiction. It is called When McKinsey Comes to Town. It's about McKinsey the Consulting Agency. And it's written mm-hmm. by Walt Bagdanic and Michael Forsyth. And I have been looking forward to it. It's the the subtitle is The Hidden Influence of the World's Most Powerful Consulting Firm. And Very nice. Yeah, you know, uh, as I've mentioned earlier on this this podcast is that, I mean, I've recently have completed my uh, master's of business administration and anyone who's done MBA or heard about it, you know, like, you know, that you do a ton of these business cases. So many of them are written about McKinsey because McKinsey is is just everywhere and it is indeed influential in corporate business. Like they do, they consult about everything, mostly about money, obviously. But anyways, uh, so it's it's a promising read. And these two in- journalists, they have been, like, digging into this company for a really long time. So hopefully it will be all based on some robust research. We'll, we'll see. Anyways. Speaking of like money. Haven't... Yes.
0: Speaking of money. We talked about budgets. <laughs> yes. Um, we did.
1: Are in, you still keeping a, up with it?
0: So, so here's what happened, right? It was the beginning of okay. October that I started, I think, a... Or maybe it was like, I can't even remember. But the month of October, yeah, sometime in I, October yes. I declared, like I went over budget, but I didn't have a budget for October. And so I started making mm-hmm. a budget and then it started with a spreadsheet, right? And that was good. Yes.
1: I yes. eventually,
0: someone finally got me to try an actual budgeting app. And by an actual budgeting app, I mean the most popular budgeting app in the world, apparently.
1: The yub-nub.
0: You need. You need a budget. <laughs> Um,
1: yes that's what I mean it's like I think I think John Syracuse called it on one of the podcasts yep nope and that's how I know I, I can't unhear hear that <laughs> so it is yes it's YNAB uh, you need a budget yes apps yeah. Yeah.
0: and what I realized was I don't have to pay for it because I'm a college student and apparently I can get oh, it for
1: free oh do they have a, co- a student package
0: I mean at least as of right now I'm using it for free I can't remember what it oh, was okay. but but they have okay. some sort of student package for like oh, a that's year that's
1: very decent of them
0: Um, so I'm using that and it works very well but it did have it's it's so much more comprehensive than my spreadsheet budget was because it includes like exact account balances and it tells me exactly how much money I have to assign and what I have to spend and that's good again it's it's higher visibility means higher you know self-control hopefully Mm -hmm. Um, that's the plan but it was one of those things where it's like with the spreadsheet budget, it was just enough to know that I could keep track, but not so much that it would make me anxious with YNAB. It was, it was such high visibility that it made me anxious. And so I had to get over that or not get over it, but like I had to deal with that and then go into November knowing, you know, my budget's a little upside down right now, but that's okay. Um, and the good thing about that is it like, it splits down categories so well, and it's really intuitive and it, it allows me to, it's just, it, it, works well enough. And because of the way the categories work, it's really easy for me to justify and not justify purchases just based simply on whether or not there's the money in the category. So I'm using WineApp, and that's, that's the moral of the story. Um, mm-hmm. and I would honestly, if you're, if you don't have a budget, I would recommend it, right, anyone listening, like, especially if you're in my position where finances are a little bit upside down, because I'm a college student, right, um, it is really helpful, to the very least, it's better to know what you're doing and be a little worried about it than to not know what you're doing, and just go in blind, I don't know, um, and so, like, it, it was a little anxiety-inducing, but that's okay, um, but, yeah, um, so that's, that's the story with the budget. Um, and
1: Well, I'm glad that you're to hear that you're sticking to it because with budgeting is like with like with so many, 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 many habits, consistency is the key. So if right. if this app works for you, then it works for you. I will stick to my spreadsheets. But you know, spreadsheets is my thing. I find comfort in knowing that it's here sitting on the drive of my computer and that's it.
0: Right. Mm. Also, Wineup does have a very good, um, what is it, app icon. Does it? Well, it, it's got a normal app icon, but you can change the app icon, and you can change it to a pride flag, and I like it. Oh, um,
1: oh that's that's cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, it's always nice when they do that.
0: Anyway, someone I, I, I heard in passing that for a lot of our listeners, um, we are their favorite source of news when it comes to figure skating?
1: Yes, like, or the only source of figure skating news. <laughs> in in <laughs> my it case... Like, it's a bit skewed. <laughs> yeah, in, in
0: my case, it's the only way I get figure skating news. So, yeah. So, yeah. You want to talk about figure well, skating?
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, because, like, we are in the peak, of the, we are in the height of the season, so the Grand Prix is uh, ongoing. Since we talked... So, I did announce the... I did share the results of Skate America, which was the first leg of Grand Prix. Since then Skate Canada has happened and in Skate Canada we had pretty good results. So uh, I'll start with, as always, with my favorite category. So Skate Canada has been uh, occurred over the end of October from 20th to 30th. And in men singles, we have bronze medal went to Matteo Rizzo of Italy. Uh, Matteo is using the short program from last year. like He's skating to, to Monoskin, which is very good, but he has a new free skate, and it was also pre- very nice. Uh, then silver went to kaomiura of Japan, and Gold quite deservedly went to the reigning world champion Shoma Una of, of Japan also. And I mean, for Shoma, it was the second competition, but the first one doesn't really count. It was a small one by invitation. But still, like, you can... like Looking at all of them, you can tell it's just the beginning of the season. They're all a bit um, kind of, like, nerve, n- like, nervous or something. And I'm looking... But some of the programs, they're b- bound to get better the more polish they get. And for the sake of completion, I thought that I'll quickly go over the results in other categories, in other three categories. So in... Women singles, uh, the uh, bronze went to Yong Yu of uh, of Republic of Korea. Uh, Silver went to star Andrews of US, star with double R. And gold went to Rinka Watanabe of Japan. Rinka is like, she's... I think she just started like she like le- very recently can- transferred to seniors league and it's uh, a you know a promising talent so to say not the not the japan's favorite because japan's favorite is um Kaori Sakamoto of course how could i miss it like you know and she got bronze in the olympics and she got a uh, world's uh, gold in montpellier Kaori Sakamoto is, like, at her best these days. Anyways, so that was uh, Skate Canada. After that was uh, a Grand Prix de France. Uh, so French leg of uh, Grand Prix. It keeps changing name. It used to be Cup of names after someone. Bombard Cup, I think. But now, it, now it's just GP France. And that one was really spectacular. So uh we have uh, we in men's singles bronze went to kazuki tomono also one of the starting uh, talents of japan uh silver quite unexpectedly for me went to soto yamamoto he from japan as well and gold was like just spectacular really really fun to watch gold went to adam xiao Himfa of france And that was, like, the commentator was saying that this is the, like, first time in 12 years that Gold went to a French skater in Grand Prix France. (laughs) And Adam's program was, like, lots of fun. You know, it was, the music was original, it was all well-balanced, it suits him. So, and he got, I could, like, I think everyone could see the improvement from last year and even last year he was already doing very well so um that was uh, interesting definitely but and sota, sota yamamoto really surprised me then senior women uh well senior like women singles uh bronze is rion uh, sumiyoshi of japan i have no idea who that is uh never seen her then uh silver went to yelin kim of um of Republic of Korea and gold went to Lena Hendrix of Belgium. Lena Hendrix is also like one of those pretty established uh, skaters who's been skating for quite some time. So it's really good to see her getting gold. And oh right, um I didn't talk about pairs and and dance. I always forget about them. Sorry. <laughs> I be guess honest, like, they're the they're
0: just not events that we usually pay attention to here, but.
1: Uh, yeah it's not the ones that I'm personally interested so I don't cover and um, yeah I guess it will continue this way and (laughs) apologies to everyone who is interested in those categories and right now uh, actually in half an hour as we speak the free skate of um, British leg of Grand Prix will start it is called Oh, what is it? It is this called John Wilson Cup, John Wilson Trophy, and John Wilson is as in that company that makes uh, skating blades. So it's basically, you know, it's a sponsored trophy. And uh, this part of Grand Prix is the replacement for RosTelecom. Uh, RosTelecom was in Moscow. It's not happening because you know Russia is under sanctions for well-deserved reason because it started the invasion war uh, in ukraine and right now all the you know still all the athletes from russia are banned from competing on the international events hence we're getting british grand prix and um it's i think it's like yeah. maybe not the first time yeah. but like i haven't seen international skating events in britain for i don't know ever
0: you know what i think is funny with the french grand prix and the british grand prix if if you just heard those two things out of context someone might think we were talking about f1 Cause it's the same thing.
1: yes <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> i wish i wish i watched more f1 like I, one of these days i might get whatever streaming service package allows me to watch it but um uh-huh. i but like f1 is one of those things i just discovered but anyway Back to no, here.
1: I was to uh, today I was informed that apparently like there is a race in Sao Paulo, Brazil and it is like 71 laps. My reaction was like don't all of them get bored just doing all these 70 laps, 71 laps. That sounds like a lot of time.
0: Yeah, first yeah. well, firstly they're going very fast and secondly like you can't <laughs> you can't get bored because if you mess anything up, you slam into a wall and die right and that's, that's no a little, they that's, that's, a, that's a harsh, again that's another but, thing
1: that i was informed that like apparently like mortality and fatali- like fatality and injury rate in f1 is surprisingly low considering how those crashes look oh, so yeah and it used to be much higher it's gotten
0: safer well definitely yeah. um uh, but, but even uh, then well, f1 is like one of the most dangerous professional sports uh, that might well, be wrong but
1: yeah you know, um, I kind of have a, like, I mean, absolutely unsubstantiated by any data, but I have a feeling that snowboarding and, like, this kind of, like, mountain ski jumping thing is more dangerous, simply because, um, like, if you break your neck, you break your neck. And it's, like, just not much you can do against gravity when you're up in the air. But again, there must be some research, and we don't know it, so... Yeah. Not really qualified to to muse, uh, you know, to properly make any conclusions right now. But we can guess, and uh, Formula One definitely looks very scary.
0: I wish. I just. I wish. I wish there was an American anywhere on the grid. Like I know, like, I that like F one isn't that popular in America. It's getting more popular, but mostly because of Netflix. But mm-hmm. I wish yeah, there was any single American driver on the grid. Because, um, like, there's, there's like, because it's, like, it's partially a, a national, whatever it's called, nationalism thing. Because a bunch of British people root for Lewis Hamilton because he's British, right? And that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? So if there's an American driver, then that would be someone for all the Americans to root for if they don't know anything about, else about F1. So, like, it would be a big draw. So I wish there was at least one American driver. But anyway, that's our diversion
1: That does does make sense. But yes, this concludes our figure skating corner. Uh, Expect more, because next week I'll have the results of John Wilson Trophy to report. Um, Yesterday, short skate concluded quite interestingly, because the first after short was Roman Sadowski of Canada. Uh, And uh, I'm quite interested to see whether that changes or not um so
0: (laughs) yeah
1: how have you been going because like the reason why we didn't record for so long is because well we we were busy but most importantly you were traveling to a work-related event
0: one of the first ones for you how did it go the first well first time i've gone to a conference like this um and so the story is i you know and I did all of this by myself. Like the the plane ticket was paid for by the university, of course, because it's a mm-hmm. it's that sort of travel expense. But uh, and and so like none of the travel expenses were on me. Um, they're all and they they were all either paid for or going to get reimbursed. So that's the that's the money side of it. Like because because like I I couldn't afford that. Obviously, I'm a college student. But the the story is got on a plane and like I first of all I just enjoy planes. Right. When I don't have travel anxiety, which often happens, not as not for any reason other than just.
1: Well, you don't don't want to be late to a plane. You don't want to miss your travel.
0: Not even that. It's just irrational travel anxiety. Like when I'm about to get bored, I I can sort of feel it like the butterflies in my stomach and all that sort of stuff. And it's not for any reason other than it's just irrational travel anxiety. Um, But when that's not happening, I do very much enjoy planes. Right. I'm I'm a little bit um like I I watch YouTube videos about this stuff and it's like I mean I'm enough of a nerd about this that I I, planes are cool, right? Um so got an excuse to get on a plane, in fact two of them. Um so I, I made a connection through Atlanta. And if anyone knows Atlanta, it's possibly the biggest airport. Well it's it's probably the biggest airport in North America at the very least. Um and it's huge. Uh, but that was fun. So made a connection and then got into Orlando. So what it was, what I was going to was a, a work conference. And specifically it was a um, defense conference kind of like defense and industry sort of thing. and because that's that's my field is um, systems engineering and a lot of that has to do with defense. Um, so
1: Wait, defense as in national defense?
0: Yes. As in the Department of
1: Defense. Oh, oh,
0: sounds serious. Um, well, systems engineering. Um, I don't know, but what it what? So I got into Orlando. So the the conference was Tuesday to Thursday, and I got in. Um, and got into the hotel late on the first day because the first day was just keynotes and stuff, so I wasn't expected to go to any of that. And so because of that, the flight got scheduled sort of late on Tuesday, and so I got in late. Um and by late I mean like eight o'clock and so I you know unpacked and all that, um and then so two days of sessions, um and networking, and you know as for as my first experience of doing this, um first of all it's just a lot of fun to have an excuse to travel right I think I'm always going to find that enjoyable, until I have a job where I have to do it every single week right, um <laughs> yeah but but travel at least for me at this point travel is very enjoyable so that was fun and then going there um first day of conferences um i the the tiredness is one thing because the first session is at eight am so i I woke up at six right got breakfast you know got dressed all that sort of stuff um got there and it's like no offense to any of the presenters but you're there for information. You're not there for enjoyment, right? Um, and it, and what I mean by that is basically just none of these presentations are, I don't know. I'm going to say this nicely. Um, it's really easy to, to, to fall asleep. I didn't fall asleep, but I was very <laughs> tired at some points. Um, very understandable. But here's the really funny story. on on Wednesday, first day of sessions, I didn't so I got coffee, right? I don't normally drink coffee, but if like in a situation like this, they've got coffee at the conference, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get some. Um they had two pots of coffee or two different types of coffee. One of them was listed as dark roast and the other one was listed as medium roast. And that's the only thing on the coffee pot that I noticed. Right, So I got myself a cup of medium roast, filled Mm -hmm. it it with sugar and and, uh, half and half, and went on with my day. In fact, I think within the course of the morning, I drank two cups of that. It wasn't until about later that afternoon that I realized, that I actually looked at the coffee pots and realized medium roast is listed as decaf.
1: Oh, so you've been having a placebo effect.
0: And what I realized was, and the reason why I, I drank two cups of coffee is because the first cup of coffee did nothing. So it was it was it wasn't <laughs> even a placebo effect. It didn't wake me up, and I realized. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and and like after lunch, like being able to move around a little bit, well. I got lunch, and lunch was outdoors for some reason, which is a terrible idea because <laughs> this is Florida, and so most people were wearing suits. And lunch was outside. Mm,
1: but it's Nove- it was November. Is it still warm? It's November warm in, in November? Florida.
0: It was 85 degrees.
1: 85 degrees. That is like in...
0: Like 27. I don't
1: know. Oh, sh- yeah. As That's... to 20 plus 27, it's too warm to have a lunch in a suit outside.
0: Yes. yes. So, so I got in line, got the food, and then found the seat, took off my suit jacket, right and uh folded it like i don't know or put it on the chair or something and i ate lunch um because someone at the conference thought it would be a good idea to have lunch outside i'm sorry but like why was no. that a, why was that a good idea um, maybe there was nowhere else in the hotel to eat lunch but i doubt that because it's a huge hotel um it's a huge conference center and 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 this conference was one one corner of the hotel not the entire thing. Yeah, the hotel that's like one of
1: the like running these kind of events is like one of the reliable streams of incomes for the hotels, and they do know. Like, I mean, there is always somebody who knows that what they're doing because that's not their first time organizing and like catering and just providing for an for a conference. So it probably was some you know, among some organizers' ideas, like, oh, let's have it outside, and uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, It was actually so. it was outside in the little lawn area next to the pool, which was interesting. It's so like the pool area was roped off, but like there were lines of food and tables. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was that was weird. Um, but and then that afternoon, I had two more cups of actual coffee. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and this is my rant for the day. Right. Why in the world does decaf coffee exist? Why is that a thing? Why would anyone drink decaf coffee? Like,
1: well, look, I mean, you I know it's a rant, but there are legitimate reasons why people drink decaf. Uh, and
0: uh, maybe there's better coffee out there. Like, I understand that conference coffee is not the best coffee, but like. Coffee is pretty bitter, right? On its own. Right. It's not a good flavor unless you put creamer in it. So it's like I don't under, like I don't. Like, and Starbucks is one thing, because Starbucks is sugar and sugar and sugar and a little bit of coffee, right? That's how it works. But, Mm -hmm. but, who drinks coffee for the flavor? Me. Right? But, like, why?
1: (laughs) Because it tastes good. Because, like, I don't drink hotel coffee, I drink coffee that i made at home myself with the with, from good beans and uh you know freshly ground ones and in the coffee machine that has uh, like you know that makes coffee exactly as i want it and uh you know and also taste diff i'm sorry <laughs> i like i i mean i don't like bitter but i do like dark roasts so uh Trust me, there are people who drink coffee for flavor. Same as there are people who eat vegetables for f- for fun.
0: Okay, I'll t- okay. That's not because like, I mean not because vegetables... Cuz I cause well, it's. I yes, you are. I so grilled onions, not onions. Grilled peppers are so good. Yeah. And I just Grilled realized bell this.
1: peppers, you mean?
0: Grilled bell peppers are so good
1: well bell peppers like red and yellow bell peppers are good in any state raw grilled stewed sauteed you name it they're good so no wonder
0: it's like what was it the university cafe i think last night had they called it italian chicken pasta mm-hmm. and that's a little dubious but it was a uh, fettuccine alfredo sauce um and then grilled chicken, grilled bell peppers, onions, and that was really good. Onions, I can take it or leave it, but if they're grilled, you can't really taste them. Um, peppers, I've like I've come around to peppers for some reason to, to bell peppers specifically.
1: I'm very glad to hear that. Um, bell peppers are amazing. You need to try bell peppers with some hummus. Hummus. That's fun. What What is
0: hummus? Like i know what it is but why what do you mean why because like what is it it's hummus is made from what is it chickpeas
1: yes hummus is chickpeas with some oil and also with, with some like appropriate with some spices like uh with cumin i believe i'm not sure but like hummus is just it's good to eat it's like it's very um robust source of protein and it's a good dip for vegetables. So it's like you get carrot sticks, you dip them in hummus, and you eat it. So you get some crunchiness, and you get the savory sweet from hummus, and you get pro- you know it's a balanced
0: meal. Fair enough. I think with the with the kind of I don't know would you classify it as a dip? Because the kind of dips well, that I'm used to, like it's not. I don't know because like I'll I'll dip I'll dip um, carrot sticks in dip- ranch, and that's that's sweeter but god
1: i I mean ranch is one mystery to me because like when i see ranch i'm like you know why just don't why don't you eat plain straight mayonnaise which is delicious by but i mean i would
0: do that i would do that yeah
1: wow anyways so look yeah to go back to your original question conference coffee is not the baseline for good coffee. Definitely, if I were in the position when I need to get through the day and there is only conference coffee available, yes, I would also like dump like two teaspoons of sugar into it because otherwise it's like, you know, it's un- unpalatable. Oh yeah,
0: Now my go-to is like fill the, fill the cup somewhere between three quarters and five eighths up to the top, right? Two packets of sugar. They also had honey. They had packets of honey. And so I was like why not. So I so one packet of honey, scrape it out into on the cup on top of sugar. Yeah. And then and then f- fill the rest Holy of the beavers. room of the cup with half and half. Um and it was good. It was Holy beavers. It was sugar, enough like it was enough stuff in it to disguise the taste of coffee and that's what I needed.
1: Yeah. Look, at this stage maybe you're better off just taking a caffeine pill.
0: Actually, this reminds me. This reminds me. I just started drinking tea. Um,
1: You're aware that tea contains caffeine, right? Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, and I was going to make a cup of uh, uh, a cup of tea before I started the show, but I ended up not. But no, a friend of ours uh, recommended me a specific, uh, as someone who has never drank tea before, and specifically someone who didn't specifically like the taste of tea, as in like the kind of iced tea that my dad would get growing like growing up uh because that Mm. i don't know that tastes terrible to me because that's black tea um but a friend of ours recommended yeah a um it's called matcha on the box but it's not really a matcha apparently it's um but it's like it's a green tea and it's got like it's kind of desserty, like it's got flavors of orange and maybe chocolate and maybe it's—I don't know if it's chocolate, but it kind of smells like it. But it's like it's got certain flavors in it. And as a first tea, it's not Dr. Pepper, right? The point—it's—it's it's got a more muted flavor than
1: <laughs> I would have hoped that so. it's not Dr. Pepper because if tea is anything similar to Dr. Pepper, I'd it's not tea. It. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but but that's that's a whole other thing. I started drinking tea recently. Um, wow, that's and, a, that's good. And I like it. Um, This might just be me sort of ramping down from what I'm used to drinking, but I made it a little bit stronger than the packet recommended. Basically, I left it in for, like, almost double the time that it was recommended, and I did that on purpose. Partially because I also wanted the water to cool down, because I poured in boiling water and then put the tea bag in. Um, But no, it was good. Um, And I need to find excuses to drink tea. What I need to get is, like, a little travel mug that um, I can put the tea in so that I can take it to class. Um, and then it'll stay hotter for longer. Um, I need to get myself one of those. But... Yeah,
1: tea is one, f- like, you know, I, I'd, I'd give that to you. Tea is not a drink you usually do on the go. At least in my opinion. The but problem again, with that is, I... like,
0: in the morning, I get up and, I, and I, I don't have very much time before I have to, like, go to class usually. Um,
1: That's why I drink coffee in the morning because like if I like I drink tea prop like I drink tea in a very fussy way like you know when I when I brew tea it's the situation when when the thermometers are involved you know to measure the water temperature and uh, you know scales are involved to measure the amount of water like you know it's that level of fussiness over tea and I'm not that fussy with coffee because like you know a lot of people, and maybe some of them are our listeners. They, you know, there is a lot of like tweaking and tinkering that co- can go on with coffee. We all know, you know, yep. there are dozens and dozens and dozens of YouTube channels and blogs and you name just, just ask and, like, James Hoffman. Yeah. Yes, James Hoffman is like my favorite one because at least he's self-aware that he's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh he is. He's definitely and that makes it even like, you know, more amusing and entertaining. Uh and so people like it's kind of like it's a, if it's it's a, it's a trope. It's a trope and stereotype that coffee people are fussy. But trust me. Tea is so much has more so much room for very like I mean, not so much, not more, but it has equal room for a re- variation. And it's like it's a bit of a you know, analogy here is like if you think of coffee you think of like instant coffee and like you you have to tamper it with the half and half and and sugar the same way people and people kind of like think of default tea it's a tea bag and tea bag is in the oh god i don't even remember who said that but somebody said it like and I, it's a quote like tea is a corpse of tea. Tea bags is a corpse of tea in a paper coffin. It's like the tea in tea bags is the worst quality you can get. Fair. And but that's the default one that everybody drinks because it's convenient. It's exactly the same reason as instant coffee. Instant coffee is also the worst version of coffee you can get, but it is incredibly convenient. So you what can't you're saying people is people for that. So yes. what you're
0: saying is, oh, I have this tea which comes in tea bags, and I like it. That means there's hope.
1: Yes, because they like if you like this, and again, like okay, not all tea bags are bad, but like you know your default ones, like your Liptons and your, oh, God, any like ordinary like like mass market grocery brand, uh, grocery store brand tea bags would be bad but of course like if you're getting tea bags from fortnum fortnum and mason yes it would be a good one because their bags are like you know they're not even paper ones they do it from silk from silk and it's their bags are in the shape of pyramid because allegedly it allows for better brewing so but that's a completely different category of it
0: also, so what I'm also, saying. also i have a yes? mug yes i have a heat activated mug that is completely black if it's cold and when you... Yes,
1: and it goes does shows you galaxy stars when no, it's warm. No,
0: that's a different mug. The one that oh, okay. I, the one that I'm currently using it it heat activates to a pride flag.
1: Oh, that's nice. It okay. is very nice. That is nice.
0: And then you can you can sort of see the water level because it's it's full color mm-hmm. when it's hot. And so as the as the level goes down and as it cools off, it you like it you lose the red stripe first and then orange and it goes down. <laughs> um, and that's cool
1: that's funny uh so basically um check on the packaging what temperature they recommend uh to brew it with because not every tea is like performs best at boiling actually it's yeah. like a rarity Teas like you know again, black teas can't tolerate boiling, most of them actually are, but like you know in the nineties where well, it's like so it's like you know you boil the tea the the kettle and then you maybe wait uh a minute, then it like usually within a minute it cools down to approximately ninety five depending on what your ambient temperature is, of course, uh and green teas, because you've mentioned green teas, green teas do usually need temperature below nineties. And some teas, some green teas, really need like really cool, like not no, warm water. Like for example, one of the teas I drink, the first brew has to be done like at forty-five Celsius. And I then the
0: second brew. What I didn't even realize this would become an entire topic because I didn't even think I knew that you drank tea. Oh, I do
1: drink tea. I drink a lot of tea. <laughs>
0: I'm Wait, like it's not I, surprising. I, but, like, if I'd have known there was an entire topic here, we'd have just planned that for the episode. In fact, we'll, yes, we'll probably but, just talk about it uh, next week. But um, Oh,
1: definitely. But, like, you know, I'm from Kazakhstan. Of course I drink tea. Like, in Kazakhstan, we drink tea three times a day.
0: I mean, if, like, you, ask, if you ask a stereotypical American, the entirety of Europe and that part of Asia drinks tea, probably. So, because mm-hmm. it's not as popular of a thing here, except for...
1: Yeah. You know, now, uh, like, for me, Europe is coffee culture. See, um, coffee it, feels like an
0: American thing. and uh, I know that's wrong, no. but coffee feels like, more like an American st- thing, whereas tea feels, and this is completely stereotypical, but tea feels British. Um, well,
1: tea is British because, well, didn't they, you know, they, they've been, well, yes. Uh, but tea is, well, tea is worldwide these days. Uh, but generally, but for me, coffee is like, when I think coffee, I think Vienna coffee houses I think Italian espresso bars. That's what I think when I when I hear the word coffee. When I hear United States, I think Coca Cola and all the fizzy drinks you have. Oh yeah, there.
0: that's that's fair. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, that that is the because... best pro. That is the best export of the U.S. Oh, Coca Cola, sar- sar- sarcastically. Uh, um,
1: well, no, you know what? Coca Cola is good for its. Re- you know, it has its. You know, it has its uses and i'm hopelessly addicted to it
0: <laughs> soft drinks would be amazing absolutely like absolutely unstoppable if they didn't also have health effects for being addicted to them and, mm, like yeah i can expect to have a kidney stone at some point in the next 20 years because of how much soda i drink <laughs> oh my and, God, and i know that's depressing but it's probably oh. true
1: And you're still doing it, even if you know it.
0: The, the, that's why I'm trying to get away from it, right? Oh, I see. And my budget... I, I'm, I haven't gone grocery stopping, shopping this month, and I'm probably not going to go grocery shopping this month. So I don't have Dr. Peppers in my fridge. That's probably uh, a good for, thing.
1: For a second, I was horrified, and then remembered you, your own food plan on your, in your college campus. Yeah, so, but get, for a second, I, I you have had me really...
0: I have ways yes, of for
1: here. a second I was just like, what.
0: Um, and so, like, so I don't have Dr. Peppers in my fridge. That's probably a good thing because of that. I don't have the taste of Dr. Pepper in my palate right now, so I can drink water and it doesn't taste horrible, right? Um, and so that's one thing. And so now that, and so because of that, I got myself some tea. And I'm sure if I drink tea right next to a Dr. Pepper, it would taste bad because. Because Dr. Pe- Dr. Well Pepper good. is just so strong of a flavor that it ruins yes. that. But I can enjoy it tea now everything. because I, like Dr. Pepper isn't sort of in my palate. The problem with that mm-hmm. is I'm not getting a, I'm not getting the caffeine. Um.
1: And well,
0: so tea has caffeine in it, but that's
1: good. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say tea is a very good source of caffeine, and if you. You know, if you figure out the way to brew it the way you like it, then yes, tea is amazing. Yeah. And Um, uh...
0: there's, what is it? Also, I'm not totally sure what effect caffeine actually has on me. Mm -hmm. Because I can function fine without caffeine. Right. Mm -hmm. And that might just be because I I don't drink it so regularly and in the morning because I don't drink coffee. Right, that mm-hmm. I'm not like a, like used to it in that way, but it's also possible like because this is very common with certain types of mental illnesses that caffeine has a different kind of effect on you, and that's that's a sort of factor and like for me that I'm just not sure like how that. It's plays
1: not in. illness; it's condition.
0: Yeah, any anything like that, Um and then also like I don't know if this is the kind of tea that you're supposed to put milk in. Well. You, you can do generally, fine. It doesn't say th- to put milk in it. Um,
1: rule of a thumb, if it says green tea, don't put milk in it.
0: But I do eventually want to get the kind of tea that you can put milk in. Um,
1: and then it's black. black. Th- not all black teas, but, but there are black teas, the blend, the black tea types and blends where they are recommended to drink with milk. Uh, so, yeah, there are plenty of them. But green teas, generally, they are supposed to be enjoyed on their own. No sugar, nothing added, just the tea itself. Also, this
0: tea just smells really nice.
1: I can imagine.
0: It's like, I don't even know what's in it. It's like orange and cinnamon. I'm looking at a packet right now. Uh, Anyway, we got to this from travel. Uh, To wrap up the travel story, (laughs) um, a bunch of sessions. It was a bunch of fun stuff. I wrote down some notes um, and a lot of good stuff, specifically pertaining to my field. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's really good to be in this sort of thing just because it gives you context for the field, um, and sort of the the direction that this discipline of engineering seems to be going, and not just this discipline because it, it would be it would be an oversimplification to say that systems engineering is one thing, right? Um, and and I'm, like most listeners aren't going to know anything about this, but there's so much. There's so much new here, and it's like so much of the conference was like model-based engineering and digital tools and all this sort of stuff, and it's just it was just good to be there and to, as someone who's still sort of kind of new to this, and I'm an undergrad, um, to, to be able to see where the field is going and what the tone is right now, and to also be able to learn a bunch of new stuff, um, and that was a lot of fun. The first night I was there, or the first night after sessions, me and the professor I work for and another colleague from this university, we all went to dinner on um, at Disney, at um at a at a oh. restaurant Disney Springs, and that was a lot of fun. That was very good. Um, and it was it was expensive, but it was okay because I'm not paying for it. Um, or I am paying for it, but I'm getting reimbursed. So like that's all good. So it was very very good. Um. And then it was like the second night after me and a friend um got dinner, so like it was all good. Um so it was just a lot of fun overall. And I got to dress nice. And honestly, like the confidence level of being able to dress in a suit is just like that was helpful. Right? So
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. So overall a lot of fun and mm-hmm. um I'm I'm and, hoping and to be to be able to find an excuse to go to other conferences, right? Cuz this is this is a like a defense-based conference. There's a conference um in January that is put on by an aerospace um sort of um industry organization and that that would be so much more fun because it's aerospace, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's that sort of stuff. And it's still systems engineering or part of it is still systems engineering, but um, I'm trying to find an excuse to go to that. and well, um, I,
1: begin with stop say begin with uh, switching from saying excuse to reason because that would you know, I think it just will help you frame it in your own mind as something more uh, realistic.
0: oh, yeah. I know. would
1: would, you, would you, am i am i picking on sure. your wording or would you agree because it's like it's not an no, your excuse I, you're doing it for your education it's a, it's just like finding a reason or like you know a connection so it's like because excuse something that's is excuse makes me think that it's something you're not supposed to do but you still want to but this is exactly yes. what you're supposed to do
0: most of the time the two main reasons that you go to a conference is either because you're on a project that decided that they want to go to this conference or you wrote a paper for it, right? Or you're giving a presentation wow. or something like that. Um, I don't quite have time to make a paper for this conference in time um, and the only presentations are from papers and the project I'm on I don't think would have a reason to say they want to go to this as a project, right? Um But and so so like colloquially, when I was just talking to to the guy I work for, um, I was like colloquial. It's the wrong word, but I was just like off the cuff saying, "Oh, if I could find some some random excuse to go to this." But yes, you're absolutely right. It is a reason, um, and I need to find a reason, um, -hmm. or I want to find a reason. The 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 bigger rub for this is that um, it's the second week of the second semester, um and that's a little bit more difficult to at least for me because I missed a week of classes but we're getting to the back end of the semester and so I've got most of the stuff figured out and so it's okay but going to a conference the second week of the semester is a little bit more difficult um because I'm still trying to figure out class stuff but overall I think it's okay um but anyway yes find a reason for that um was one last one last part of this travel story on the way back? So, i was flying Delta Airlines, um, mm-hmm. and so on the way there, they between Huntsville and Atlanta, they fly a Boeing 717. yeah seven one, I think so, um, which is uh, not very big. yeah, yes. Seven
1: seventeen. Like I don't think I don't think I hear I heard anyone refer to it as seven seventeen. It's like seven one seven usually. Usually. Yeah. Like, but, but again, yeah, I'm I'm less familiar with Boeing side so because like yeah, the, usually it's like with the with the airplanes I fly with, it happens to be Airbus most of the time, which yeah. I prefer because Airbus, no offense, but yeah, Air, no offense, but Airbus planes are just plane are better than
0: boeings yeah i think delta only flies boeings okay. that might be wrong but i've i've only ever seen delta flying boeings um and and that's um that's the bigger flights they also fly domestic flights with um bombardier i think crjs which are tiny
1: oh bombardiers oh yes they're tiny. bombardiers is it Oh, God, is it, like, oh, I know. It's But I'm
0: getting wait. through this quickly, but Delta, the way they fly, when they fly Bombardier, they're not flying it themselves. They're flying it through a contractor, and so it's listed as, like, Delta Air. So it's not actually Delta Airlines flying it. It's a different airline with Delta's name because um, it's, like, a contract. Oh, God,
1: um, I'm now looking up. But it's... Uh
0: they flew so on the boeing 717 for the shorter flight and then they flew a probably like a 73 from atlanta to orlando um possibly or a 78 i can't remember um but they um on the 717 has this cool thing where on one of the exit roads so there's three seats on one side and two seats on the other all the way down for the economy section Right, um, on one of the exit rows, they get rid of the outermost seats on each side. Um, mm-hmm. so there's no seat there, and then that that probably just gives more room to get to the exit. Um, and so there's no window seat, but there's still an aisle seat. That means on the side that normally has two seats, there's just one seat there, so there's yeah, yeah, yeah. one That's, seat on that side, narrower. yeah. Um, and that's the only plan I've been on that does that. And somehow, right. And cause Delta, like once your ticket is on your app, on your, on your, um, account, they have an app Mm -hmm. so you can see that and you can select your seats. So if there's a seat open, you can change it and you can do that as soon as you have your ticket long before you check in. Right. So you can change your seat. And when I first got that ticket, I checked the seats and I grabbed that one seat. So on the, on my last flight for this trip, I was I had no neighbors, no direct neighbors. I didn't have to share armrests with anyone. Um, oh, it was, that is amazing! It was amazing, and like I was afraid, like someone told me, like exit rows can be a little iffy because sometimes they can be a little bit narrower of a seat, and there might not be like place to put your bag under the seat in front of you. Uh, yeah, um, usually,
1: like not usually you. Well, the you. The rule is that, yes, if you're in seating an emergency uh, exit next to emergency exit, then you can't place anything on the floor because it's an emergency exit. Yes.
0: Well, in in the CRJ, I think that's true because I flew on a CRJ once because that's what they fly between my hometown and some places. But in this one, there's plenty of room under the seat in front of me to place my stuff. So right. So it's not on the floor. It's not in the way. And no one told me not to do this, so that was fine, mm-hmm. right? The seat was just as narrow as every other seat, so it wasn't uncomfortable. It had more leg room because it was next to zero. Um, and so it was the best seat on the plane that didn't cost <laughs> $500, right? Because um, first class. But so that was good. That was a very, very good flight. And it was also incredibly short because Huntsville isn't that far away from Atlanta. So that that flight does not hit cruising altitude. because it's so short. It, it just goes up and goes down. It's like parabolic <laughs> trajectory. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, so you're basically fasten your seat bolts mode all the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so short that they can't they can't do in-flight service, which is mm-hmm. that's sort of the... The disadvantage of that, because I do enjoy being able to eat a cookie on a plane. Um, oh, you sweet
1: summer child. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, I've been flying with short like with the low coasters, because they're the ones who have most directions so long. I forgot that the like, onboard service is a thing. Because, well, low coasters will serve you, but they will charge you arm and a leg for that cookie, so...
0: Yeah. 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 Whereas Delta, they go through, and you can you can you can get coffee or tea or water, and you could get chips. Yeah. Well. Cookie. Yeah. Like
1: they, it's right. all you know full sized, as I called him, like you know full sized air airlines. They do that. It's just like I haven't flown with one for so long.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Delta. I don't, I don't know the the best airlines in the U.S. I think most people would agree are either Delta or American. Um. And when you're when when your route happens to go through Atlanta then you'll fly through Delta just because that's that's a that's a huge delta hub so um so
1: yeah yeah I mean like anyways no matter what air you think about airlines you end up selecting what's available what's available as a direct flight in your direction so no matter what I think about the current local low coaster with air, I fly with them anyways because they are the only ones who have direct flight to this to the city where my parents live. So that is what it is. or so for example, like next year I'll have to fly to Copenhagen, and no matter what my preferences are, I think there is only one airline who that runs uh, uh, direct flight between Budapest and Copenhagen and Stinger. It happens to be Ryanair, one of my least favorites low coasters.